Hello and welcome to the weekly recap. This is episode number 133.5 because we just recorded about 30 minutes worth of me complaining about a couch. It was but we're here to talk about beer. We're here to talk about beer. Uh, that's what we do. Nick, what are you drinking? Oh, we're going to start with what we're drinking this week. I yeah. love it. This you is always, you always like, you always you, find you, incredible ways to every weave time it we're in having at the worst fun. Time. Every time <laughs> hey, we're having fun. No, wait, guys, we we're, should really talk about wait, what we're drinking. Wait, guys, hold on, hold on. What are you drinking? <laughs> we're like, and Alex we're is like, like drafting fucking, our. I fucking like, hate everything. We're drafting our climate plan, and Nick's like, hey, hey, guys, <laughs> what's everyone drinking tonight? All right, so I am. I I, I have a classic from Dancing Gnome, the uh, Flock IPA. 6.7% American ale. Uh, this beer is... So they do Flock, Pounce, and Etch, I think, are all in the same kind of vein. They have a couple of hops in them, and that's it. Uh, I just really like this beer. I think this is the last one of this four-pack that I got, too, and I'm kind of sad about it. Jake, Let's you play a game called What about Wishbone? What Dancing Gnome beer has Jake really had? Yeah, Wishbone's a single hop, I think. So what, um, Jake? I was going to say, let's play a game called how many of these beers that you guys drink on a daily basis have I never had in my life? How many Dancing Gnome beers do you think I've drank in my entire life? Total? No, different types. Oh, different types. Oh, um, oh, um, I'm going to say 23. No, that's low. I probably, I was going to say 30 or 35. I would say it's probably right around there. I, w- I would say it's be- it's between 30 and 40, if I had to guess. Because I feel like there have been times when I've gone there, or just anywhere, and you try like four or five. You know what I mean? Like maybe full ones I haven't had all of them, or like full cans of. But um, So I'm drinking an offering from Alvarado Street. Oh, an this offering. Double-, <clears throat> double dry hopped IPA, 7% alcohol coming in at... It's called Easy Lux. And it's got this really cool sort of um like miami vice color scheme on the can would love to throw this guy on the instagram to shout these guys out because they make some of the best beer in california have any of you seen inherent vice no okay we can move on then is that the one with christian bale is Is that the one with ryan gosling oh god i don't even know (laughs) i don't remember much about the movie i just remember not liking it and I saw it in theaters. No, I've anyway. only ever played Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, that's pretty much my knowledge of Miami Vice. Have they made so. another Grand Theft Auto game? Or are they like... No, they're yeah, just they're updating the shit out of five, Grand yeah. Theft Auto Five. yeah. I mean, they've done some cool stuff with it, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's not... Everybody, uh, is, everybody is creating these like these like environments where you like continue to play the game and it's just it continually gets updated right it's sort of like the Fortnite model where it's the same about, game they just continue yeah, what to update the, it and update it and update it weird i don't know i don't know what Fortnite is and i don't know what what's that other one you wait you don't know what fork knife is <laughs> what wait what's the other one though uh apex warzone uh, well yeah there's apex legends and then there's league there of legends one? No. Oh, uh, wow. PUBG. PUBG. No, it's not that. Anyway, I, I, Warzone. Like expansive... Alex, it's called Warzone. It's called. Duty. No, it's not, Jake. It's you're not like you saying it doesn't make it what I was thinking. You know. Wow. You know? World of Warcraft. No, it doesn't matter. But I. What is like? What is the appeal? I, I'm glad I don't know about these games. But like, what is the appeal of that? I like. 
I like to be contained. Like, I like to have, like, a self-contained thing. Like, what is that? So, the you mean, like, a storyline, right? Like, uh, like a something that you play through on your own type of thing? Like a campaign-type deal where it's yeah. just the campaign and then it's the... it's like, You're talking about Modern Warfare 2. The only video game you've ever liked is Modern Warfare 2 or anything on the N64. Well, I do like Super Mario Galaxy, so fuck you, first off. Ooh, he dropped a big one on you. Um, no, also, but Wii Sports, obviously. Um, that game that you can play pool in on Wii. Oh, what the, what the hell one was that? That was Guitar uh, Hero, which I'm staring at the guitar right now. It is broken. I will have to get a new one. Oh, I have right. I have a couple of those. No, it's it's the Wii one though. Oh yeah, no, I don't have that one. Anyway, <laughs> okay. What are you drinking, Alex? Um. Well, I was talking to Nick before. I got um, Trogues's. I think they do like a sing, or like a single IPA rotating sort of series, um, and this one's called Joyous. I believe it just came out um, not too long ago, but it's an IPA with Citra, Azaka, and Sabro. Oh, it's six and a half percent, and it was like ten dollars for a six pack of twelve ounce bottles, and I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. Cha- Sabro, more like Chabra. I'm gonna drink this. Yeah. So I um, and then I have probably a, a maybe like nine um, nugget nectars in the fridge still. So we'll see about that. I still have the Marino's triple in my fridge, and then I also got that um, that whale from Dancing Gnome, the uh, barley wine. Yeah, dude. I like it. The lighting right now, it looks like you're face-tuned. <laughs> it's very upsetting to me. <laughs> I haven't really been sleeping much. I, I did have somebody send me a new skincare routine, so my, I'm, I'm about to glow the fuck up. So y'all better recognize. I'm very proud of you for that, Jake. That's what good. It, do you think that your, your butt chin would um, cease to exist if you put like a lip plumper on it? Do you think that would work? <laughs> I'm I don't curious. actually know. Yeah, I'm curious to to like know like why a butt chin forms. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's like skin, right? It's not it's not like the bone. There's not like an actual like bone that's like poking out in the two areas yeah. that like are the dimples for the butt chin. But shout out butt chin gang. Shout out Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> She's probably the most famous. No, sorry, Dixie is the most famous of the butt chin havers. <laughs> Shout out her. That's fucking a big. That's a big TikTok reference for all of you, uh, you tweens. All of you tweens that listen to this craft beer podcast <laughs> hosted by three guys from Pittsburgh, uh, bringing you guys into the fold here. And and listen. I know the one person who watches TikTok videos is like, "Fuck yes, I can't believe they said that." Jen is gonna text Alex in the middle of this episode when she's listening to it later, and she's gonna be like, "Why are you not mentioning my TikTok?" <laughs> the. So I know there's like people are on TikTok, like I know that. Yes, I will not. The only TikTok I care about is the is the 2007 Kesha hit. So we're not going to get into this. It's 2009. First off, it was (laughs) 2009. Um, And yes, you're right. Uh, She was way ahead of her time. She truly was. Jake, is that Voss water? No, it's beer. He's drinking beer on the beer podcast. It's a water bottle. It's a it's a refillable water bottle from my company that did this wellness thing. It's funny because I'm drinking out of this. It's, it's uh, WM Wellness, my company, um, while I'm also drinking beer and not and having not worked out for like 
three straight months. So keep the streak alive. Workout gang. Hashtag no workout gang. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> guys, let's get it. Let's get into gang. the let's get into the the real meat of the episode. Let's 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 get down and dirty with craft beer. All right. I know that Nick has some topics that he wants to touch on. I've got some segments that are that are churning around in this head of mine, and I'm ready to get after it. It's been another great week. Alex and I are back on the fucking craft beer train. I went crazy on Saturday night, had far too many drinks, played some chill with Nick, and we're yep. ready to go. Let's talk about it. Nick. All right. So uh, over the past weekend, right, we had a big sporting event. The Super Bowl happened. Um, but this coming weekend. The big game. The big game. I said Super Bowl. Oh, no. We're gonna get who do you think who demonetized? Did we did we get a did we get a a confirmation on that? Who won? Was it soup or bowl? Oh, uh, soup did win in the voting contest. That's right. Yeah, I posted that on Monday. I um, did hear that, yeah. So, yeah. between congrats soup- to Soup, um, another great season from them, capped <laughs> off with another great victory. What a, what a wonderful championship. Um, that was It was a close race for a while, though. It was kind of back and forth a little bit at the beginning, and then Soup pulled ahead and never looked back. So, Well, when you think about it, like, Bowl is really the core of of what you're doing there. And, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to throw my hat in the ring of Bowl, as the champion, because hashtag bowl gang, yeah, ha- hashtag bowl gang, hashtag butt chin gang, hashtag vibes. <laughs> and you we know really that we're do, living. we really know how to beat a, a joke into the ground, don't we? We do, we do. Uh, but the thing is, you gotta, you gotta kind of keep it, Lean into roll it. with the punches. This, yes. is our, this is our thing. We have to make it our thing. So right. If we're not, if we're not continuing to do the joke. Then it's no longer a bit. It's no longer funny. If not us, who? Right, right. If not, if not now, when? Alex, what are you holding in front of the camera? Oh, it's a magazine that I'm reading. Right now? While we're podcasting? Oh, okay. I can listen and talk and also look at a magazine. I'm I'm multi-talented. I mean, I guess that's fair. I'm what they call a triple threat. I can drink, I can podcast, and I can read a magazine. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, yeah, I gotta say, I bought Jake one bath towel, and they sent me a fucking catalog. Well, I mean, that's kind of how marketing works. I know. Yeah. I- this Christmas, we actually had like a very fair gift exchange. I bought Alex multiple records and a brand new record player, and he got me a bath towel. It was terrific. <laughs> really made and out on that. Don't deal. forget about the t- don't forget about the three tea kettles, Jake. You I got all three of them still. They're great. <laughs> how much tea are you drinking out of those kettles? Two of, two of them are are de- decorative. Oh, um, oh, okay. And one of them is one of them is currently being used. I did give one away to Alex's former roommate. Shout out to her. Um, so let's get into it. My my past week, uh, it was great. I love being back uh, in the scene. I just followed some people on Instagram on my personal Instagram. Shout out to my personal Instagram. Yes. Um, that I'm very interested in. Uh, I did. I'm, I haven't refollowed Trillium because I used to follow them, but I definitely need to do that because they're doing some great stuff. They shipped PA they on a do. very limited scale though. They're, it's like a very weird situation. Oh. Nick, you could probably talk that through, but we don't have to go into all the details. No, I don't think we have so, to go no. over overly detailed, but I will say it's because Pennsylvania is a fucking ass backwards state and <clears throat> they're, Liquor laws are archaic and it needs to change. And the only way that you can change anything in government is to get 
people out of there that have been in there for four, for far too fucking long. Okay. I'm sorry. I haven't said this on this podcast, but fucking term limits. That's it. That's how you fix this. Well, you know, this could have been a great conversation back in like October, uh, leading up to the election, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. These are the, okay. these are the times that we learn. Um, All right. So, so anyway, no, 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 the point is, for- the point is you can only order 192 ounces of alcohol out of state to be delivered into the state. How fucking stupid is that? That's three, four packs for the full year. Yes. No, I'm sorry. That's six, four packs, right? Math wise. 192 ounces. What am I? No, I'm 64, doing this wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you're three, right. It's three, three, it's three, four, packs, three, four yeah. packs. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's three, four packs. But the worst part about it, the worst part about it is you can only buy one, four pack per brand per year. So if I want to get, uh, let's just say Congress street, right? A, a IPA that they do pretty regularly all the time, right? I order my four pack in January I can't order another one until next January. Like that doesn't make any goddamn sense to me at all. Really terrible stuff. We could have an entire podcast about how shitty Pennsylvania is. It just really keep, it just fires be on the lookout for it. Because honestly, okay, understandable uh, that it fires you up. Just look out for those types of things. I mean, if you can get the beer, get the beer because it's damn good beer. Yes. Um, and it's not. It's really not that far away. I mean, you could you could make a trek to to a location that's easier to get Trillium. You could drive like four or five hours and probably have better access to it, but that's not that feasible for everybody right now, especially with all the pandemic rules. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of, um, like, there are some craft beer bars in, like, Buffalo, New York, for example, which is only, like, three hours from Pittsburgh, um, sure. that get the Trilliums, Treehouses, you know, Pliny and stuff like that pops up there every once in a while. Like, that kind of stuff is, you can get to all these other states pretty easily, I know, Alex, we've talked about uh, vintage estates in Ohio before where you can go there and get three Floyds and you can get uh, like some of these stuff out west that you don't get in Pittsburgh because it doesn't cross the state line. Like, yeah, and that's uh, I mean, vintage estates is less than an hour from my house. Like, that's not that bad. So there's there's ways to get this stuff otherwise. But the other thing is, like, if I want the convenience of stuff showing up on my doorstep, I order from uh, Equilibrium in New York all the time because they generally do like a stout release during the week. And if you can get the bottles, then it makes sense to buy other stuff because you're paying a flat rate shipping of $30, right? Which is not cheap. Don't get me wrong. But if you're splitting it with a couple of people and you're getting a couple of four packs and a couple of stout bottles, then yeah, it's, it's great because you can say, okay, I have this beer. Uh, you know, I'm going to split it up amongst three people, four people, whatever it is. We're each going to get a can of each of the different stuff and the bottles that we want. So the cost comes down. But not being able to order more than three, four packs at a time is really limited on making that effective. Because if I could do something like Voodoo does, right, and get a case with free shipping, because they're a Pennsylvania brewery, you can order a case from them. And they give you free shipping on any exact case order. So if you order three cases from uh, Voodoo, it's free shipping. But if you order five four-packs, you're paying the regular shipping rate. So there's a lot of dumb rules. And I guess that it's supposed to be... like I, I don't know what the, the history of the laws is to make sense of it. But it's really frustrating when there's something that's maybe not a limited release, but something that I really want more than a four pack of. And it's limited to just one four pack, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, point is, there are ways to get great beer wherever you are. I know that a lot of breweries in California do a lot of shipping like that. And it's a massive state, so there's there's a bunch of variety, you know, north and south of where I am right now. So I can definitely find a lot of stuff. I mean, it's some of the places out, out west that I really want to get to or really want to order beer from, they don't ship into California or, you know, there are restrictions on that. So it's honestly easier for me to just avoid it completely. But wherever you are, just try to find some stuff if you're if you're like really that interested in I feel like the, a lot of the people that I listen to or that listen to this a lot of people that listen to the podcast probably are familiar with a lot of this stuff but if you're new to it definitely check some of those places out I mean people are doing a lot of cool distribution um, and you can find a lot of even even some of the bigger craft type stuff that that has a lot of uh, sort of widespread distribution. They make a lot of great beer, and you know you can go to your local bottle shop and find a lot of cool stuff like that. But you know we're we're the ones who are really interested in finding like the, the little like niche places that are popping up all over the the fucking world, really, and especially in the U.S. Um, but you know for me, I mostly just settle on buying four packs at local bottle shops and stuff. It's a fucking hassle for me to drive anywhere outside of like the Bay area to find beer and even within the Bay area, I mean, it could take me like an hour to get up to like black hammer or some of the places up North, like Sonoma, Napa, stuff like that. It's just, just do your homework. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to find people that are, are kind of stretching the rules and like finding loopholes and stuff like that. And I hope that eventually Pennsylvania does settle on changing the liquor laws to really open things up for, themselves right the people who who brew within pennsylvania but also people outside yeah and that's i guess that's where i get frustrated is that it's not as easy as it is in some other places but the uh the the amount of beer that pennsylvania makes is far beyond a lot of other states right like that's one thing that uh i mean breweries in pa is one that always is uh, you know we're the best the 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 highest craft beer output in the U.S. right, and I mean a lot of that is lumped in with like Yingling and the bigger players like Victory and Southern Tier and those kind of places. But at the end of the day, um, trying the local like pop up or the, not pop ups, but like there's a lot of places that do like can drops at their local distributor now because of the pandemic because you can't have people coming into your building and buying beer. Um, one that uh, that did it right out of the gate is uh, Trace Brewing out of Bloomfield, right? They were in talks with a distributor in Pittsburgh to get their stuff on release day, like the first day that they had this stuff available. You could go to the the local bottle shops and buy it because they jumped on with Steel City immediately. So there's ways to do it, and I think that there's a lot more, even locally, that you can support than having to reach out to these like shipping and all that. But it's nice to have that to, capability of getting something that's maybe a bigger name that's not available in your area all the time that kind of thing couldn't agree more alex thoughts um nope yeah no (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even give me a chance i'm sorry you set me up for failure um no i mean we've been talking about this for a long time like a lot of people have been really good uh, at, at mobilizing it's a shame that honestly this pandemic is probably pushing back any like hope of changing these Pennsylvania liquor laws. Like I can't imagine 
like there's already so much bureaucracy, but now that people can't even meet face to face. Did you say bureaucracy? Yeah. What are we going to have to do? Storm the Pennsylvania Capitol? (laughs) You know? Hot topical. Um, (laughs) No, we would never advocate for, uh, for violence. Or um, (laughs) do call your senators and let them know how you feel about whatever you want. Let them know how you're feeling emotionally. Honestly, I think, I think we should all get drunk one time and just, just call Pat to me. Be like, Might hey, fuck Pat. around and call Pat to me. <laughs> hey, Uncle Pat. What are you? It's wearing? your nephew, hey, Nate. Pat. <laughs> Patty. What are you wearing? What are you, what wearing? Are you wearing, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Pat Toomey would definitely listen to us if we got on a phone call. We should record a phone call with Pat Toomey if we could get him on the line and <laughs> post it on the on the podcast Instagram. It'd be incredible. Um, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, which is really, really, really sad because it's not even just the craft beer stuff. It's like being able to get some liquor in like a giant eagle or like, you know, but, having all the liquor in the same building type stuff. But it also drives up the prices of super rare stuff that the state does get, right? Like that's that's another part. Is recently they've been doing the uh, the lottery drawings on uh, the PA Wines and Spirits page, where you can sign up for like uh, getting a bottle of Pappy or you know like the the super high end bourbon and stuff like that. And these these things are going for you know three hundred percent the cost because it has to go through the Pennsylvania state liquor stores, right? Like you can go to the distiller. Well, you can go to the state that it's distilled in and get it for a fraction of the cost, but because it's Pennsylvania state liquor, you know, they have to mark it up to inexorbitant amounts. Like you're talking, I think one of the, um, I I don't know where I saw the statistic now that I think about it, but I want to say it was like, it's like 25 to 30% higher than any other state markup to get these like rare bottle releases and stuff like that. And they only get, you know, a case of them. So they're giving what uh, 12 to the entire state or something like that. Like it's crazy, but that type of stuff is also again, very frustrating. It's hard to open a distillery in Pennsylvania. It's hard to, you know, get the right licensing to have a place that to, to sell it let alone have a, a brewery pick it up or, you know, like uh, we talked about couch uh, a couple of weeks ago with the uh, hop nation guys. Right. And how they have like the uh, Maggie's farm rum and all that kind of stuff. Like that shit is expensive to do in Pennsylvania. So all around, it's just a bad system that nobody's going to rework because it's making the state money. True. And you know, people, continue to find ways around it. People continue producing really great beer. Uh, if you're in the state of Pennsylvania, if you're outside of the state of Pennsylvania, if you can travel to the state of Pennsylvania, definitely get there. Cause some really like cool stuff happening right now. Um, even like, especially within, within the time of the pandemic, because people are just getting really creative about how they're getting their product out there, how they're, you know, allowing people to still have access to it. Although they can't drink it within the, you know, the buildings themselves in most cases. Well, yeah. And a lot of places are kind of getting back to indoor dining and stuff like that though, too. So, I mean, there's a, I I don't want to say there's a light. I don't want to say there's a light at the end of the tunnel because this tunnel has been, there's not, no, we're still heading downward. Not, but no. And like, this isn't going to be like, I keep seeing articles about like 
there's there's no going back to normal. No, no, no. Like, no I this get is that. It's just gonna be a part of our lives moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's something that like, just if, is if going anything to happen. Gets, if anything gets back to like what it was like before the pandemic, by the time we're thirty, I would be shocked. Or before we're thirty, I would be shocked. Like. I cannot imagine the next three and a half years that this is going to get back to anything resembling what we had before March of last year. Well, we have a vaccine. Several, actually. But there's there's a lot of variants, and viruses mutate, and... Well, you know what? Nick is speaking vaccines right now. (laughs) Honestly. Emphasis on on the facts. I really... Let's Jake, get I really appreciate into, that you made that let's comment. Get back into the real reason that we do what we do here, right? Yeah. Um, not just to blow off steam after coming home from our not so great jobs, doing whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. that we do. <laughs> There's the weather is a changing, right? So we just we just had the uh, Punxsutawney Phil come out. And we just had, Jake, we just had a good old nor'easter over here, girly girl. Right. Okay, listen. Um, I, I don't know. Do you guys actually know what Punxsutawney Phil saw this year? Are we supposed to have yeah. six, yes. more six, more six more weeks of winter? Six more weeks. Yep. Six, six more, more weeks of winter. I think that that's pretty much the standard. It's like, they, they say like, because oh, of I all think the... Last year, I think it was either last year or the year before he, he saw it. So, so what happens there if he doesn't see his shadow, or if he does see his shadow, that means... Winter is effectively over at that exact moment, and it's like 85 degrees, correct? Yeah. Wait, no, I thought That's it was the opposite way. I thought it was if he didn't see his shadow. No, if he sees his shadow, if he sees his shadow, that means the sun is out, and that means that it's a, it's a positive Seeing is thing. believing. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So, but yes, he is Mother Earth. He is Gaia. Our, so, our shout out to, to Punxsutawney Phil. I, you know what? I wonder... How many uh like fucking groundhogs they? Do you think that he like he like eats like a fucking king for the entire year? Yes, and, absolutely. You know, been, they treat the him one. like royalty. How, so There's how many like, do you think that there have been? Um, oh, that's a, a great question. Like there's like, what's the lifespan of a groundhog? Uh, they, I can't imagine that they they live longer than like five years, six years. They live fourteen years. Oh, good they live lord! Fourteen years. Okay. Well, so, um, but the mayor of Gobbler's Knob, Punxsutawney Phil, he's an icon, right? Like, I mean, this is, this is the... Let's get into it. If you, um, <laughs> if you had to have one beer with Punxsutawney Phil, what do you think that he would drink? Oh, oh asking the it's real be, question. It's gotta be a yingling, but like a black and tan. Like, it's gotta be like a fun, it's gotta be a fun yingling variant. Yeah, I think that he's more of like a, he's more of definitely a, a, a big beer kind of guy. But at the same time, you think about... Um, you know, I, I get that they're not beavers, but they look very similar to beavers, the groundhogs. Mm. So I would think something, something woody, something barrel aged. That's, right? mm. that's kind of where my thought was. Right. So let's go, let's go with like, um, with like a KBS or like a CBS kind of, I guess we're not really fans of founders anymore. I can't do that. But how about a goose Island? How about a goose Island? Oh, like a BCBS, like a BCBS. BCBS. We could do that. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking something big barrel aged. I, I was kind of in the same vein as Jake there. One of the ones that popped up for me immediately would be like a like a barrel aged Yeti, 
they're kind of like a shelfies at this point. Like they're available pretty much everywhere, but it's a uh, great divide is the name of the brewery, right? So you get like a, maybe like an Oak aged Yeti with uh wow. it's like you film. have that sitting there waiting for this conversation and you're kind of weird for that but <laughs> i think that i think you're right um do they even live to be you know what's what's their uh, you know age range like how long do they live i don't know much about groundhogs i don't really do a lot of i know I that they it, wear a lot they wear top it hats a lot seem, which is cool oh wait but terminex says they live for three years but then google's also telling me they live up Oh, in captivity, they live up to 14 years. Okay. So, Punxsutawney Phil definitely lives in captivity, right? So, my man's still a teenager at best. So, I'm not sure that we're going to be enjoying so the So, they can live it. up to six years, two to three being average. So, yeah, they they go through Punxsutawney Phil's like it's like it, it's nothing. Like it's Donald Trump's presidential term. So, we've lived term. Like lives, effectively like li- four of The current one lives like in the actual like the like town square or whatever i think and you can like go see it yeah yeah it's in so captivity he's just like in a glass he's just in a glass box it's like a zoo it's like a terrarium right type of thing yeah yeah that's cool do you think he has a mrs punxsutawney phil definitely Punxsutawney, definitely. punxsutawney philomena <laughs> if you will punxsutawney yeah. patricia Fatty Patty. <laughs> she got that dumper, B. <laughs> so either way, either way. Sonny Phil be throwing it around. <laughs> He'd be like, throw that ass in a circo. Well, I mean, if you got to keep the, <laughs> if you have to keep the, the bloodlines and alive, I'm sure that she, he's sure got to be busy, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, anyway, it's, it's that time of year. I think I really want to get into the conversation about what are we looking forward to drinking? As you don't we, have a woman to warm your bed. <laughs> As we that's, got. A line, that's a line from Game of Thrones that lives rent-free in my head whenever that guy's like, you don't have a woman to warm your bed. <laughs> Super whenever aggressive, they go, but I'm pretty sure that. Are, are you talking about they, uh, Loris Tyrell? No, the, the guy, whenever they go, and that guy has like 20 wives, but they're all like his daughters. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, what's the guy's, what's the, the best friend's name, the big, the, the like bigger best friend to to rob or whatever sam sam yeah that's sam, john sam and, but you mean john yeah it's john's best friend oh yeah. shit you're right um <laughs> tarly sam tarly sam yeah, who's the, uh, sam's who's sam's boothang that's where they meet her the wildling g- yeah, g- no. gilly or g- gilly yeah, gilly, yeah. gilly it's gilly yeah, gilly, shout gilly. Out gilly. Yeah, Gilly. She threw it's that Gilly's, ass back for Sam for it's sure. Gilly's he, dad. He gladly no, went dad. in on that. <laughs> it's Gilly's dad. Broke oath or, there. He broke husband. oath. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. I mean, she had she she bared his child, so clearly he was doing. Things. And he's like, they go and they're like talking, and then like I think Jon Snow like says like a quick quip, and the guy's like, "You come here and ask me for help," and then he's. Like some fucking bullshit. I don't fucking know. And then he just says, warm your bed. And I'm like, <laughs> so into it. It's so funny to me. I really think classic all- line that no one remembers except for you. Can someone who listens this far into the episode someone please fact tell check me this, that I'm please. not? So, pl- yeah, can we get... Can listen, we get- listen, listen. 
What I want to really get into here is what we're looking forward to. It's about to be springtime. Here, it's it's been in the 60s. Um, I was able to enjoy some bevies outside with uh, Alex's former roommate last weekend. Had a few too many, but that's okay. What are you guys looking forward to? This is the time of year to really expand the taste of the beers, right? I mean, you're not drinking super fruity, super, you know, light kind of stuff. But as you get into the summer month, you know, spring and summer months, when it starts to warm up, you don't want to be drinking some of these super heavy stouts. What are you looking forward to? Well, so I'm very much in stout mode right now, um, uh, which I mean, you don't even need to say it. <laughs> no. You don't even need to say it. No, everybody knows. Everybody knows the rules. All right. <laughs> One sip. Everybody knows the rules. Uh, <laughs> The uh, so one beer that sticks out to me all the time at this time of year, and I'm always like waiting for it to be released way too early, like a pumpkin beer, right? Like, let's just have some really like light and uh, sessionable IPAs in February for some fuck known reason because it's getting into springtime, right? No, nobody ever says that. But the beer that I'm thinking of, and I've said this before on this podcast, I'm pretty sure, is Ithaca Flower Power, right? Now, I don't know if they're big mm. beer now particularly, but that beer for some reason just holds a special place in my heart coming into springtime, right? It's like Oberon in summer. It's like uh, you know, having that one pumpkin a year on October 31st. Like that's it's just one of those beers that I can go back to like a you know, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale before a baseball game type of thing. Well, you know, it, it fits the spring theme with April showers, bring May flowers kind of deal. Yeah. And, you know, we're within shouting distance of March. I mean, the year is already flying by. And uh, my life is also passing me by. So I think really what I'm looking forward to is finally being able to get outside, get to some of these breweries and, like, enjoy it around a decent amount of people because we have a vaccine sort of on the horizon here. God knows when I'm going to be able to get it as a healthy 26-year-old male. But that's really the most important thing for me is getting out and finally being able to do things. Uh, like work out, because I haven't worked out, uh, as I stated a little bit earlier, for like three months. Um, it's pale season. And Alex, I know that you're a big pale guy as well. It's the you know the lighter little brother of the IPA, especially the double IPA. I mean, as much as I love drinking double IPAs pretty much year-round, um, I'm thinking of Live from Southern Tier. I'm thinking of Lustra from Dancing Gnome. I've had a few good ones out here, some of the local places, nothing that I can really recall off the top of my head. But that's really what I'm, I'm going to be looking for. I think that I, like, I would be willing to throw in some of the other like you know less sought-after styles like a Saison. Um, sours, I really haven't had a ton of recently. Goza's, that's an incredible collab that Nick is holding up from Other Half and Monkish. Need to get your thoughts on that, Nick. But I think I'm, tr- I'm actually going to try to get down to Monkish again. That would be great down in L.A. Um, I, I think I need to make a beer trip. Need to take some days off and uh, finally get back down there, buy some stuff from Three Chiefs and Monkish get down to... Did you say Three Cheeks? Uh, cheeks is the thing now. I've made it a thing. You guys continue to hate on me, but when something is bad and you say that, wow, that's Cheeks, that that plays. It plays. Do you, uh, do you see the orange juice that I just poured? Truly absurd. Um, Wait, 
Oh, That's exactly guys, what I'm looking for. Wait, guys, I found the quote on GameOfThrones.Fandom.com. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we it go. It says, don't it make you jealous, old man, to see me with all these young wives and you with no one to warm your bed? <laughs> Who said it? Who said it? Because I need to know now. Was it? Craster. Craster. Oh, my God. I don't even know who that is. I'm All right, guys. I wasn't. That was not where I was going with who said that, but I, I get it now. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Jake, I just cracked into the uh, other half and monkish collab, the Lala, and I've had this one before, but really excited to have a second can of it because it is insane how good this beer is. I will say I'm I going back to Jake's thing. I don't know if I ever actually answered. I am looking forward to more to more offerings of like lighter IPAs because I will say coming back from a month off and having like two double IPAs like fully wrecked my shit. And I just don't know if that's like my vibe moving forward. Like I don't I don't know like, I'm sure I'll still be able to enjoy them, but I'm not putting back, like, four to five of them with, like, out drinking water or, like, eating something in that same time time frame. I just, I don't, I don't see that in my own journey. And I get that. I think my, my issue, uh, not, not really an issue, because I really do enjoy a good session IPA or a good petite IPA, as Dancing Gnome put it, um, mm-hmm. because they do really have that, like, full flavor without the whole, you know, getting crushed on it. The problem the guilt, is, yeah. the problem is I want more of them. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to drink a four pack of them faster than I would drink two cans of a double. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just cause it's, like it's when easy. You eat, when you eat light ice cream, you're like, no, I'm going to eat two of these pints because it's good and it's physically lighter. So you're like, it's not that bad. Exactly. Exactly. By the time, by the time you're done, you're you're exactly where you would be if you had the full fat ice cream. Right, right. And that's that's exactly the way that I would put it. I, I really think that having like a case of a lighter IPA makes me want to drink it faster because it's so good and it's not as detrimental or as uh, not detrimental, that's not the word I want to use. It's not as uh Potent. Potent. Yeah, that's a good one. That works. Thanks, Jake. Hell yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I I agree. I think that this time of year is definitely, I'm looking forward to the times where I can sit outside and have a crisp IPA with, you know, uh, barbecue and, you know, stuff like that that we haven't had for the past couple of months because it's fucking cold. Sunshine. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I'm really a big fan of the Christopher P. boys, for sure. You know, that brings me to another thing. Um, So... You know how Sarah kind of goes through moods with beer, right? As with all things, as with all of us, as with, with yeah, things. everybody does, right? Uh, so she is on a big Pilsner kick right now, like mm. absolutely, like the Dancing Gnome Pilsner knocked it out of the park for her, and now she's like, I want to try all the Pilsners. <laughs> so sure, so You'll get bored quickly. So I am married to I a crispy so. boy. Uh, I honestly think. The same thing, Jake. Like, I don't know. It's just there's nothing. Uh, it doesn't keep me. It I think it reminds me... me too much of just like drinking a, a case of Miller Lite. 
And if yeah. I'm going to do that, I might as well just yeah. grab a Miller Lite because it's yeah. cheaper and I can get way more of it. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I mean, I, I can appreciate people who do that type of stuff. People who do lagering well are killing it. And, and um, I'm not sure that this is the time to bring up uh, one of our favorite breweries transitioning one of their locations to a lagering facility. But we'll just we'll leave that on the back burner. That's a little a little preview of some big news to come soon. Right. I think you can do a craft lager. I just, I don't really get it. I, I, I like some of the lagers that people do. There's not, it's not that diverse of a style. I mean, it's, it's like a style that's been around for so, so, so long and so many people do it. And obviously like it's, it's all big beer, right? Big beer is all lagers. When you think about Budweiser, you think about Coors Light, you think about Miller Light, Bud, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I get I don't that. Think that. There's enough. I don't think that there's enough ability to be creative with what you're producing as somebody who's making a Pilsner or just a, a standard lager or whatever it is that you're going for. Um, and I get the tradition behind it and I, I appreciate all of that for sure. And I get that it's, it's a little bit more difficult because you have to ferment at a lower temperature as we definitely know. But I just don't think that there's enough variety there. And, and, and like as much as I love to support these places and that's cool that they want to move in the, into that direction I don't know that that's something that I'm necessarily going to be thrilled that they're producing a lot of well, all the time. So, and that's the thing about lagers is the perfect lager tastes like everybody else's, right? Like that's the, the whole point of like making it a good lager is that it is a uniform and consistent style, right? Now, when I say that, I don't mean that everybody's lager should taste the same. I mean that there, that lager is it that's a style that is what you are trying to get right these uh there's no like playing around with the recipes and like trying different hops and stuff i mean there are obviously there's some tweaks and some things that you can do with them but for the most part you want that lager to have the same taste across the board right you want that those same characters those same profiles to show up in every single lager that you make even if they are a little bit different or a little bit, you know, wild fermentation or, you know, like there's, there's tons of crazy stuff you can do afterwards or, or with the, the base. But what it comes down to is it's a style that is based on emulating the perfect beer from Germany. It's in really in a lot of ways, the beer drinkers beer, right? I mean, this is like, as a beer drinker, like you, like you're saying, you, you're craving that, like that is like the pinnacle or has always been the pinnacle and then people have taken that and, and, you know, ran off in a million different directions outside of it. But I could be proven wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I haven't had enough craft loggers, I guess, to really personally appreciate it. But it's just that every time I have, I'm not as thrilled as maybe some people are. And again, I appreciate the, the craft and the thought that goes into it and the, and, and the difficulty that it takes or the difficulty that that exists in trying to create that, but somebody proved me wrong. That's, well, all, that's all I want to say. So the uh, the other thing is, um, I saw a post on Facebook, one of the groups that I'm in, and uh, it really made me think. Like, there's basically two trains of the, the basic two main beer styles, right? There's lager and there's ale, and from that you can get every other possible uh, iteration of beer. Everything from stouts to uh, pilsners to uh, you know Belgian triples or whatever else, everything comes from either lager or ale. And somebody made like a, a tree, like a family tree 
of all the beer styles coming out of those two. And it was really like an interesting like look at it because stout is an ale, right? And one of the things like a Kolsch is not a lager, right? A Kolsch is an ale. And I thought, absolutely thought that that was like, Kolsch is definitely a lager because Kolsch is just like German, right? Yeah, it lends itself to that, yeah. But there, yeah, there were there were some eye opening things as as I was going through the list of all that. But for the most part, like you said, it's the beer drinker's beer. It's that that beer that you can keep coming back to, knowing what you're getting, picking it up, getting it consistently every time. Really, kind of lends to it being the kind of the base that everything else is kind of matched up against, right? Sure. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way. What was the question again, Jake? What are you looking forward to? What are you trying to drink? What's oh. what's the most exciting part about winter turning to spring for you? And the weather starting to warm up, flowers starting to bloom, trees not being dead anymore. Yeah, as so, it relates to craft beer or dormant. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to some of these uh, sour ales coming into summer, like that kind of thing. Like the, I think. They kind of die down during these like couple of months here, right? From December to, to March, I would say. You're not going to see a ton of people putting out these like crazy fruited sours or like weird adjunct um, beers. But there's one in particular that I did have this past week that I wanted to talk about, and I forgot about it until just now. So I'm bringing it into the fold here with the talk about sours. Uh, so Cellarworks folded in. Fold it in. Okay, I'll do that. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it in right now. Uh, so, Cellarworks out of Sarver, PA. Right, Jake, you haven't had any, anything from them, have you? Um, no, I haven't. I feel like there are a lot of places that are like similarly titled, like Cellar yeah. Maker, Cellar This, Cellar That. Yeah. Which is cool, but, you know, keep the lineage going. Go ahead. Very confusing. <laughs> right. Don't Google it because you'll get lost. Every time you say that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're in California. And, and you're always like, from Sarver, PA. And I'm like, that couldn't be further from California. No, that's, well, I mean, it could be a little bit further, but not by much. Is this heaven? No, it's Sarver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, they released a beer called Puffed, and it's a play on their um, the Whipped series that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And so they have uh, this one is made with marshmallow fluff. Oh, that sounds disgusting, dude. Keep going. Okay, so let me let me give you the adjuncts real quick here. I'm going to run it down for you. There is raspberry. Okay. Banana. I think this one had passion fruit. Okay. Okay. Or peach. I'm sorry. No, it was raspberry, peach, banana, and vanilla, and marshmallow. Okay. So, you know me. Combination. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. Banana, but. Right, right, right. Hear me out. Hear me out. We're getting there. We're getting there. So, you guys know me. I am not a fan of banana anything. Okay. Um, I've had banana stouts. Don't like them. I've had, you tell me you don't like strawberry banana smoothies. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So good. Bro, What so the good. fuck? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. So Sarah and I drank this. Uh, I think it was the night of the super bowl actually. And the big game, it poured 
literally like a smoothie. Like it was so thick. Like I rolled the can for like five like minutes. That. That's so how many C's? Weird. How many C's? Um, I'm gonna go with three because it wasn't like okay. overkill. Yeah. Yeah. It was still a That's liquid. Pretty solid, though. That's a pretty she solid. Ba- she she's a baddie. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I poured this thing right, and I was uh, I forget what cup I was drinking out of, but it was a it was a twenty ounce plus glass, right? And I pour this thing into this glass, and it immediately foams over. Like, let, me cut, let, me cut, let me cut in here. Yeah. Nick's got about 50 or 60 glasses. So the fact that he knows each and every single one like they're his oh, children is does. crazy. He Continue. Does. He doesn't use all of them. He uses like probably 10. I would say more than that. Um, I typically do try to stick with my 8-bit glassware collection because it's fucking fire. But... I do use a lot of them. I rotate through a lot of the uh, silly, the permanent hangover ones. I, I rotate through the brewery ones that I have. I do use almost every one of the dancing gnome glasses, though. Not regularly, but at least like once a month, I'll rotate through them. That's another they, thing. Sorry, I don't mean to cut have in here. Quality L- glassware for sure. Let me let me just say I did receive the glassware that Alex sent me in a package post Christmas time. I got my glass from Three Floyds, the like lime green logo gas. I got the Industrial <laughs> Arts, which was the first one that I ever saw of that style, where there's little like a little bump out on the like standard pint glass. Incredible Industrial Arts is like a grail for me. If I can get any of that within the next year, I will be thrilled with myself. And we're going there. I already texted you guys earlier this week. We're going there. There is a weekly recap live podcast occurring at Industrial Arts with or without their permission. <laughs> we will be bringing our own podcast equipment. I love it. I love it. 100%. Let's do it. I'm sure we, we could probably just, just like... buy a generator. We just need to buy a generator. Someone needs to hook up their Wi-Fi. I'm sure we'll if we message them. It's going to be like... We're going to set it up like college game day. So we're going to have like a full studio set up outside of industrial arts we need to do like off uh, their property off fat, their property with them heads. in the background <laughs> yes exactly we're did doing, you uh, we're doing it so jake you've seen um first sip brew box on our social media right of course of and course. they have uh they have the shout out dennis yeah dennis, dennis is the man right shout out um so they have uh like skids uh i forget what they're called skiffs skiffs maybe i forget um we had them for the band like we put them on stage in front of our amps and it had our logo on it and stuff. Uh, but he has like a full on like backdrop for his, uh, YouTube videos. We right, need, we right. need one of those yeah. set up in the middle of industrial arts. <laughs> right. With them just like off in the background. Yes. doing it. It doesn't matter if industrial arts ever sees this, tag them in this so that they can hear it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cool. I have no, um, I have anyway, no fear. Their there. glassware is incredible. Their beer is incredible. Uh, the whole story behind it, the whole setup there is fucking great. So the it, the funny thing is, well, not funny thing. The the cool thing is, you can now order beer from Threes in Brooklyn, and they have industrial arts stuff. So you can get industrial arts stuff shipped to Pittsburgh now. And you can also find it sometimes at uh, Creekside Beer. Shout out Tyler. They occasionally Tyler get in Bruce. wrench. Uh, they got uh, what was what was the triple called? Wrench is fun. Wrench is fucking great, but the triple version of that was like Impact Wrench or something like something like that, right? 
all of them had like wrench in the title, but there's like a single, a double, really, a triple. Really crazy stuff. It's been years since I've been back there. And I know that they're they're continuing to grow, and I'm sure that they. I think that they do spirits too, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. Uh, shout out them. They're doing great stuff. Nick, return to the story. Get back to it. So let's hear the rest of it. I pour this beer right, and it immediately foams over. Like not even like I was maybe. 66% through the can. Let's say two thirds through this can pouring. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to say 66% drunk. <laughs> oh no, I, I probably was at that point, but that's beside no, the point. He's two thirds in the bag at this point. Yes. Two thirds through the can. I am, I am two sheets out of three up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. Quick mask. We Quick give maths. that two, Nick. <laughs> we give that two sheets out of three. Yes. I am at two sheets out of three. <laughs> that's that's an incredible rating. Scale. We're, we're going to continue system. doing that. That's we're gonna our, we're, that. I'm going to rate that four sheets out of five. <laughs> no, it's got to be out of three sheets because when you're drunk, you're three sheets to the wind. Right? That's true. That's, we have to do that's that. So, you can, you, got to be go three sheets. You could go above. I, decimals, though. I just, I just came up with a new segment and I wasn't even trying. No, but you could. You, eat that. We could easily like make this the uh, the we rate dogs of the weekly recap, where it's like everything is like four or six sheets out of three. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. no, because we're way we're way more critical than they are. True, true. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so I'm about two thirds through the can, and it's already foaming over the top of the cup. So I'm sitting there like slurping. So you're it, basically to- you're staging your own like. Um- like craft beer photo shoot because literally everybody in craft beer, oh all they do God. is they take pictures can where they're just like exploding about, can we, cans. Wait, can we have a quick sidebar about this? Yes. Well, let, let I me, want to. does every let, finish the story? Hold on. I'll finish the story. He's close. To, he's all right. I'm let's, almost, let's, let's, let's I'm two thirds of the way back. through the story. Okay. <laughs> two, <laughs> I'm two sheets through the story. Let's, let's get this done. Uh, so There's too many thirds. You've already had it up to like eight thirds. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> No, they're different thirds. We're talking about two thirds of the beer. We're talking about two thirds of the drunks. Yeah. Anyway, you're through. You're two thirds through the beer. You're two thirds in the glass. There's two thirds out of the glass. Somehow, there's six thirds of this beer. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. So, so I stop pouring and I'm sucking on the top of the cup to like get it to go down. Right. And I'm like, man, this this is oh he nasty. (laughs) This is not tasting great. And so, so I let it settle a little bit. I pour the rest of the beer in and Sarah comes walking out of the other room and she's like, what the hell is that? Because this thing looked like a smooth, like it looked like she just put it in the blender and dumped it in a glass. Like it was nuts. So we're drinking it and I'm like, okay, you need to like, I didn't tell her what was in it before I gave her the beer. And I was like, just tell me what you think is in here. And she's like, oh, it's raspberry. There's some sort of like, weird is it and she like pauses and she stares at me for a second she goes is there banana in this and i was like yep that's the one and she's like why and i'm like i don't know but it really did feel like you were just y'all, drinking a y'all smoothie y'all are clowns banana is bananas an ace flavor i don't like depending it depending on what it's in it's come on i don't like it but it works so well in this smoothie sour beer because it's like a binding agent it makes it like that thickness right so oh i didn't realize we, he was also a chemist oh she thick <laughs> can you fuck off oh my god <laughs> all right so the uh yeah the beer was phenomenal i i gave it like I, I would give it on, on the cap scale, I was about 4.75. But on the sheet scale, it was definitely three sheets. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
were you three sheets following or previously? No, it was so the the weird thing about that beer is it was only like six percent. So hmm. it it's not a heavy hitter like some of the stuff that you'll get at like the Answer or Four Fifty North, like those types of places that are like double and tripling and you're getting a 9% sour seltzer. Like, no, that's not what this was. It was just a really flavorful six and a half percent. Just excellent never, beer. I will never try another craft seltzer after that God awful grist house series that they do. Oh, that shit is foul. Seltzer drip. Powell. Yeah, I'm not a big fan so, of that one. So I think to wrap up here, we should talk about what Alex wanted to talk about in the middle of that story. Yes, which is we need to. We need maybe to talk my about favorite it. topic within craft beer because I have seen this so often, and it's become in in a lot of ways like the norm. I think the first time that I was the sort of normal. notified of it, yes, the new normal. I was notified of it at, on hop culture for whatever reason. Like you follow hop culture, they do the thing where they just they they tip the beer over at a fucking 180 degree angle from where it should be and they say let's just pour it until it fucking fizzes over yep. and i'm sitting there and i'm like hey i could be drinking that right now you 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 heathen don't do that why are you doing that <laughs> you jerks. so here's the thing here's my here's my devil's advocate version of what i think they're doing if you get to the end of like a a fermenter or the end of you know the, the fucking shit at the bottom of the barrel when you're pulling this stuff out, after you've already made all of the stuff that you expected when it came to production, right? You've, you've produced all the cases that you can produce and you have like a couple of cans left over and you throw like the shit in the end and you're like, all right, we'll just use this for marketing. Like, fuck it. We're just going to fucking like Stone Cold Steve Austin these on our Instagram story. There's actually a people. term for those. And it's uh, so the term in the brewery or in the brewers circles is a low a low fill, right? So it's low fill. Yeah, so it's a can that doesn't get filled all the way that you can't sell. That's at the very end, very end, right? Right. So to me, and they and they they cap it off. Is that is that really what they use? If that's what they use, I don't mind it. But at the same time, I'm just like, if if hop culture is getting these. And they're it's like, not, hey, hey, fuck you. We're not going to drink this. We're going to fucking explode it on our story just so we can look cool. I don't I don't mess with that. I don't like that. For me, it it's like it's both. Like it, I, not only the wasteful aspect of it, but also it's just so overdone. And it's like, is that the only like cool thing that anyone's like going to think of to do with beer to take a picture of it? That's so I it's tired that you're absolutely right. I agree with that. I think it's overused. I think it's one of those things that's just a a gimmick to, to get likes, to get followers, to do like, I mean, there are some artists out there and I say artists because they're not just taking photos. They're not photographers. And I say artists loosely. No, no, no. I mean, it, I mean it sincerely. <laughs> actually, there are a couple of that, uh, that you'll see on Instagram that are doing like really wild things uh, with like craft beer labels and, and like, like integrating it into the photo, which is cool. But there's uh, there's a few, like you said, like the, the hop cultures of the world, like the, the standard, like Cinderland's is one in particular in Pittsburgh that does it a lot is they have like all the adjuncts in the picture Mm -hmm. and it can be done well. 
But that's the brewery doing it, right? Like you're, you're talking about people that work for the brewery taking their product and doing whatever the hell they want with it because, well, it's their product. They're allowed to do that, right? Yeah. But and I don't know if it, I like, it, from what I remember, they don't like, did they pour the beer? Yes. Even if they did, okay. I was there actually right, they don't while they were doing it. Do they waste any of it? Does it spill over? Right. Yes, I definitely. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. To me, it's just like the, the majority of the people that are doing this at home. Or, or that are that are purchasing the beer are pouring it and trying to find like the perfect pour with like the perfect amount of head, and then they're going to take a picture of it and, and post it on whatever fueled by, fueled by hops or whatever it is. Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand. I don't like it. I, and when I see it, I'm, I get angry, and I'm just like, "Why would you do this?" Yeah, no, I get you're that right. If it's your if, you, if it's your product, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. I mean, you can dump it out the fucking window. Yeah, you're the one that's producing it. But when it's when it's like a third party who's like, oh, you know, it's gonna be sick. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like everybody else in the craft beer industry. I'm gonna fucking destroy this can and I'm gonna destroy the beer and not be able to consume any of it. I would drink that beer. Throw that can to me. Yes, wasting, put it in a t-shirt cannon beer. and shoot it at my face. Yes, wasting I don't give a fuck. I'll cloud. take a I'll take a broken cheek. Maybe it'll fix my butt chin. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just hit me right in the chin with it and make it swell up. So point, I don't have a bunch of circle. I think that this conversation needs to continue though, because I would love to talk to people within the craft beer industry and see what they really think about it. Yeah, because it's like it's truly clout. like art, right? It's wasting beer for clout. So at this point, I think that we're, it's a great time to wrap up. Um, we've gone through a lot of stuff tonight. We've gotten through uh, a lot of a lot of cool topics. As we get into the spring and the summertime, we're gonna have so much more to talk about as we continue to get out find places that are open, find places that are doing cool things, making great, um, you know, summery type beers. Um, any other final thoughts here from the lads? Uh, in the comments, give us your best Valentine's day beer and whatever else pairing. Like we talked about last week, we didn't get any responses on. So I'm going to throw that question up on the Instagram, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, but uh, we want to know what you're drinking and pairing with it for Valentine's day this weekend. Um, other than that, uh, again, use our code in the field by hop shop, the weekly recap to get 20% off your entire order. Ryan and, uh, Marino's and yellow bridge have a sick collab glass dropping on Friday. Um, this episode will be up by Friday. I promise you. Uh, so, Definitely cop that at 4 p.m. on the Fueled by Hops shop. Use the code the weekly recap to get 20% off your entire order. So add in some other stuff, t-shirts, hats, whatever else the hell they got on sale this weekend. I'm sure Ryan's going to run something crazy. He might even give away free shit. You don't know. Listen to his Ooh. podcast, too. They got uh, they got Trillium on last week. Jesus Christ. They're, they're just out here doing the damn thing. So fuck are we doing uh, guys step up your goddamn game All well right, scotro is uh, for next week just because we're gonna get we're gonna get um fucking russian river on next week <laughs> stay tuned jake's just gonna show up there with bitches. a microphone and be like fuck you talk to me <laughs> guys uh thoughts 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so what are you guys drinking right now <laughs> um sir i think we have a homeless man running around <laughs> shouting thoughts at people <laughs> hey 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 you! Boots. What are your top three beer styles? Three, two, one, go! <laughs> three. I, I need three. You need to give me three. Descending order. Ascending, ascending order. Ascending order. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again week, for Alex. listening. Alex, give me some wrap-up thoughts. Do it. What do you have for us? I, 
I'm just happy to be here. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. A, okay, got it's it. It's an honor. It's an honor just to be nominated. It really is. <laughs> an honor and a privilege. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Nick. Bye. All right, guys. Bye, guys. Raise a glass. Let's go ahead. Cheers. Raise a glass here. Drink local. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Hey,